It's Survivor's Friendly Fire Show episode 202 for the end of June 2022. It seems like this month would never end, but yet it has. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Steve Wright, and joining me is my friend and yours, Ben Salter. Hello, Ben. How is it going? Very well, Steve. You know, before this podcast, I was just looking up this. Have you seen this flying hotel that's been in the news today? Very interesting. Very video game. No, I saw like a, a floating restaurant that sunk, which is the Simple. opposite of what you've just said. So enlighten me, please. Not legit at all. It's just someone's made something in like a video production program and said, look what we could do. We could have like an air Titanic. Uh, it looks hilarious. I'm surprised that it hasn't come out of a game because it has like 20 engines and like a pool and like a floating restaurant and like wouldn't land for years or something. Like, this is not legit. And all these media agencies are coming up being like, look at this, like, futuristic concept. Like, guys, this is not true. Uh, but I feel like I've seen that in several games. I just can't remember them. Like, the flying ship is a classic game trope. Like a Bioshock Infinite is an example? Yeah, that's one, exactly. Yeah, so they've, we've seen this before, Guy. <laughs> yeah, Guy, in your face. Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about, but that's good. Um, my sister-in-law had her baby today. That's amazing. I think I'm allowed to say. Yeah. She's never going to find out. Isabel uh, um, Rose. So, yay. I look forward to being more uncle. Yeah, well, congratulations to them. You're certainly allowed to say that you're an uncle. I don't know if you're allowed to announce someone else's child, but I don't know. Let's, I don't, I don't think like. this counts. I'm sure she'll do it by the time the podcast goes up. And if you know her, don't tell her I said... I don't think yeah. it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think any circles are going to intersect here. So I think. I think I'm fine. Uh, well, you're a great uncle. That's yet another child now that you need to buy a Game Pass subscription for because you couldn't play favorites. You've got it for your nephews, so now you have a niece that you need to. Probably not right away, but at some point. But I could. I could split it up. I could do like the Canadian nieces and nephews get Game Pass. The Australian ones get playstation plus i don't know you tell me uh playstation plus has launched in australia as of the 23rd of june 2022 uh, mm. you've been on one of the higher tiers longer than highest. i have which one yeah the highest you can get in australia which is deluxe the bacon deluxe that's the tier that i'm on nice uh, and i've just upgraded yeah. today and i'll explain why in a second but um you you have more experience with it so what do you think so far <clears throat> Uh, overall, I think it's pretty good. Like, uh, it forces you to upgrade your entire time. So if you happen to stack like four years or whatever the maximum is, you'd have to pay that amount. But I had about a year, maybe just over 400 days or so. And it cost me like 80 bucks to move up to the highest tier that you can get in Australia, which is not the highest in the rest of the world, but the highest that we can get, which is pretty much the same, but it doesn't have PS3 games. Uh, and turns out PS3 is quite a big chunk of the catalog. Like they promised 700 games at launch. Nowhere near that in Australia because we don't have the PS3 games. So um, I think the extra category is really good, which is essentially a Game Pass. So that's PS4, PS5 games. Um, there's some decent stuff in there. There's some nothing super new, but there's some stuff which is not ancient. Um, <clears throat> so you've got like Demon's Souls, which is probably the first thing I tried. Um, Returnal, I think, is probably the newest game. So they're kind of your PS5 exclusives, uh, which is the reason to get this, I think, for a lot of people like us. And they're, they're games I've missed, so... I'm excited to play those. It's uh, the PS5 side of things is propped up probably a little bit too much by PS4 games or 
um, which have kind of been re-released. So you've got your Death Stranding and things like that, which aren't that exciting to me because they're they're quite old. But um, yeah, I think it's a decent catalog. There's quite a lot in there. There's some stuff like Guardians of the Galaxy, which is pretty new. Um, and yeah, if you if you hadn't played a PlayStation game for quite a while, or you missed the last generation, and I know quite a lot of people did, they jumped out last gen, and then they've either gotten older, or they found more time, or they're at home more because of COVID, um, and they've jumped back in this gen. So if that's you, heaps of stuff to play. Potentially less so if you were buying all these games to begin with. Right, and that's kind of the, the problem with a lot of people who are in journalism and reporting on this kind of thing because like Sony's either like topping you up with your PlayStation Plus to like have this or they're just giving you the games anyway. So I agree. I think if, if you haven't played a lot of first party PS4 games, especially, um, mm. it's it's a it's pretty good value because you're getting all of those. It's yeah, it's like it's hard not to compare it to Game Pass. You're not getting new things day one for the most part, but like there's a huge back catalog there that is really decent. Um, I stuck with Essentials because I was only really kind of interested in the PS1 classic Resident Evil director's cut or like, you know, RE2 and RE3. I bought those. Which will come. They will come. And I bought those like when they were PS1 classics on PS3 and PS Vita. Uh, I still get to own those. I still retain the digital ownership. So like I didn't need to upgrade to play Resident Evil because I already had it. I could just go and download it. Um, and it's really fun. Like it, it's, it's, I think it's, I think it's the NTSC version of that specific game, but like I, you know, I'm probably not smart enough to tell you when I'm looking at it anyway. Um, but that is coming regardless. Like we get the the fancy 60 hertz stuff if that's a concern. Ooh. If you don't want to play PAL, yeah, we get the what should be default because that's what your console's running and it's what your TV's running. So it makes no sense that they gave us the PAL games. The reason they did is because in Europe they have to because they're the versions that have all the language options and they originally never made the NTSC. Uh, C versions have all those languages so it's kind of a choice which one do you want and I think it should be us deciding that which it will be soon yeah um, and the only reason I've really upgraded uh, is because there is a like a, a day one game coming out in July which is Stray on the 19th of July I think it's the the yeah. cat game uh, to, to short form it um, love yourself a cat so I'm exactly. not surprised well and, and I looked at what I could do and like I think I'm I'm only paid up until September or something with PlayStation Plus. So it was like $12 on uh, extras. The names of these things are Dump so up. stupid. And like $16 yeah. to top up to Deluxe. So I just went, eh, let's, I'll, I'll go Deluxe for 16 bucks, and I can always like downgrade it later on. I don't think I would stay on anything above Essentials for long term because like I've played all the stuff that's really in the catalog. Things like Guardians of the Galaxy, etc., are on Game Pass, so I already have access to those and day one stuff with with Microsoft. But that's that's just me. Like if I wasn't an Xbox person and I didn't care about my gamer score and I hadn't played all these games, like there is value there. Um, yeah, it's annoying that you have to top up the like like it's it's annoying that if I wanted to play Stray, I can't just like get essential or extras for a month and then just go back down. Like I have to do like the fill out your balance and that kind of stuff. But I, I don't it's know how they'd fix amount. that. And it's uh, Sony's clearly thought about this a lot more than Microsoft in that uh, Xbox only give you an option to subscribe monthly, basically, even though you can like get Microsoft awards and stuff, which are like three or six months or something to actually buy a subscription. There's no annual pass. Um, whereas Sony to buy one month of PlayStation Plus is more than Game Pass, but to buy a year is much less. 
So they've, they're trying to incentivize people to do exactly what you're saying or the opposite of what you're saying to do, which is don't subscribe for one month and then leave us, um, pay the cheaper price and stay for a year. And I guess they're kind of banking on that they'll win us over with new content in the kind of next 11 months. Because um, a lot of people do use Game Pass like that. Absolutely. They jump in for one or two games and then jump back out. A lot of people use Netflix like that as well. So not surprising. Um, and Sony's obviously actually thought about that and they try to give you a cheaper price. And probably that has something to do with why they only let you do the one-time upgrade as well. In that they don't want you jumping up and down. And it's a pretty easy thing to kind of say, actually, you guys have already subscribed for a year. We're letting you change your membership, but you can't keep doing it. Um, I think that's probably fair. Yeah, um, I'm probably more inclined to to look. I think you can get monthly options on PlayStation Plus. So I'm going to spend like 16 bucks to be able to get Stray rather than paying $40 for Stray. And then probably go back down and then go month to month on Essentials and like decide if I want to go up for a game that's coming out that I don't have access to. But then also weigh up like the cost of something. If I, if I didn't own Resident Evil Director's Cut, it's like $14. And I think I'd rather just pay $14 to Sony to get the PS1 Classic that I have forever without, you know, worrying about if my subscription's lapsed than just upping my subscription. But again, like, there's options there. It's, it's you got to really think about it, I guess, in terms of your own situation. But, like, the, you, you have the advantage of your own experience and what you want to get out of this and... If you're yeah. smart enough and have the time to kind of figure out where you want to throw your money, like that's good, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think that's the tricky part for Australians is which one do you go with? Especially if you've got a few years banked, which one do you go for? And for me, I thought the little bit extra for Deluxe made it worthwhile. Uh, but now that I've actually got it, it probably isn't, to be honest. Um, because there are only 37 games extra in the Deluxe catalogue that are actually classics. So there's another 50 remasters, which I think shouldn't be there and is a bit of a cop-out because they're actually PS4 games. They should be an extra. Shouldn't count. So I'm only counting the 37, which are PS1, PS2, and the one PSP game that's there. Um, And it's pretty disappointing. Like all the PS2 games are already on PS4. You could have bought them years ago and had them on running on your PS5 this whole time. Um, And it's a pretty... The same can be said about the PS1 games that were on PS3. Um... So was, I was kind of hoping there'd be some new stuff, which we hadn't seen before thrown in there, at least a little bit more. Um, I'm sure it will come, but it kind of just looks like the, there's another half or so of the PS2 classics on PS4, which are not yet here. So that's probably the next wave of games. Like It seems like they just, maybe they rushed this side of it. They were too busy getting the extra stuff ready to go, so they don't actually have much legacy content. Um, but then they're clearly trying to save stuff as well. So like the Resident Evil games are probably your big hitters on PS1 that people want to play. So I think Dino Crisis as well, which has been like in <laughs> promotional material, but like obviously it isn't available yet, which yeah. like it is, there's this weird subset of, not weird, you're not weird, we, we appreciate you people, there's this weird subset who like love Dino Crisis and like, you know, could take or leave Resident Evil. And then like Capcom's really been kind of screwing with those people's heads because they announced that new, what's it called, Exophase? That's not even what it's called. Whatever that dinosaur shooter is with like a character who looks like the protagonist in Dino Crisis. Like, nah, that's not it. And now they're promoting it, but you still can't get the game. Anyway, I've I've sidetracked. Keep going. No, I love a sidetrack. Yeah, some (laughs) odd choices in like the 20 odd PS1 games that are there. So only one Resident Evil because they're clearly saving two and three as some big hitters later, but they've given us like two Worms games and nothing against Worms. Do we need two? They've given us like three or four Star Wars games in the PS2 classics. I mean, they're fine, but like, it's just a, it's weird. The game to which they've said, here are several of this franchise, but only one Resident Evil. Like it's just an odd selection to me. 
Yeah. And like Australia is always a second class kind of citizen thing. Like, and we have, it was the same with game pass and like poor people in New Zealand only got cloud streaming the other week. Like, you know, like we, they did, they did. New Zealand. Um, like we've had it for a bit now, but we didn't have it for the longest time. And it's like, Oh, look at all the cool people getting to do the cloud stuff. And that's the same with PlayStation plus now. And it's not just streaming PS3 games on your console. Um, Mm. people in America with the highest tier platinum, Platinum? Premium. Whatever Premium. it's called. Um, they, they can download a, a... Well, you can we can download it too, but it doesn't work once you launch it. It's a, it's a, a PS... No, it's a PlayStation Plus PC app. There we go. That lets you stream like any game on your PC. And obviously we don't have that either. Um, but that's pretty broken from the sound of it in America because there's games that are labeled the wrong platform. Okay. I think it's a lot of PS2 games and PS1 games, PS4 games labeled as PS3. And because of that, they won't launch properly. I don't know. So, like, there's a lot of work that Sony has to do to get it kind of stable, which is fine. But then, like, even when that's fixed, we don't get that here. And, of course, we're not paying for that, per se, because we were on that weird, like, 3.5 or 2.5 tier. But it still sucks. Yeah. Certainly some teething issues. I think some content issues. But overall, I think it's launched pretty well. Um, as we said, if you didn't have a bunch of these games, it's easily worthwhile, especially if you were paying for to play online anyway. Like the difference between extra and essential is not gigantic. Um, and if you're going to play, if you play four or five games throughout a year, you pretty much paid for it. Uh, especially if it's those PS5 games, your Demon Souls and Returnal and that type of stuff, which costs even on sale about sixty bucks, and you've kind of you play two and you've covered the cost. So I think that makes sense for me. Um, the question I would like to know is what do you think will be added next? They're clearly saving some of their big games which came out like over a year ago, um, which they're going to come out probably the next month or two and kind of say new game out on PlayStation Plus. What do you think that will be? So what's not there yet of their... So like Miles Morales is but only PS4, that's there. right? Or is it PS5 uh, as well? No, that's PS5. Okay. I think the, the next big one that just released after that that I'm surprised isn't there because it's 18 months old is Ratchet & Clank. It's a pretty clear PS5 game. I don't really get why it's not there. I can only assume it's because they're saving it. They want to have something to kind of add in the second half of the year. Yeah. And like, I don't like, what What else is beyond that? Then like Gran Turismo and Horizon are the only other Well, they're a bit ones. too new. So well, yeah. They... So what, what What? do you put on it then? Like there's, there's no options for other Sony games really. Are there? Well, no, that's that's the issue they're going to have is that they they need they haven't really given us a time frame of, of games launching here. Um, so I'm sure they've got it kind of plotted out, but they wouldn't want to basically have what Microsoft has and which is massive gaps. Nothing. nothing. <laughs> um, now, Microsoft's a bit different because they're launching day one, but uh, Sony's still launching on day whatever it is on PlayStation Plus, whether it's day three, six, five or day year and a half, whatever it is that they pick. We're going to pretty much get a read on it at some point. Uh, and I'm sure they wanted to have that pretty constant flow as well. Otherwise, they go back to what your original plan is and people unsubscribe. Could you like see something like... Because like, Sony's obviously giving money to Square, as an example, Square Enix, to put like the Final yeah. Fantasy VII remake, Rebirth, as a, as a PlayStation console exclusive. Would you see Sony giving even more money to publishers like that to be like, this yeah, comes maybe. out on PS5 and also comes out on plus day one or is that like too much of a stretch you think i don't know if i do day one i'm surprised final fantasy 7 remake isn't on here that's a pretty old game too um and it's a sony exclusive essentially because it doesn't look like it's going anywhere else so i don't know if last of us part two is even on there like there's some stuff which maybe it is um, uh no i don't think it is 
the remastered yeah. version of part one, which is not called part one, <laughs> is on there, yeah. but that's it. Okay. So there's some stuff like that, which I suspect they're holding on to, uh, just because they didn't want to go all at once. But yeah, although I'm not sure what they're going to do in those gaps in between when they, they don't want to give us the new stuff, but they've used up their backlog, which I think they're kind of sitting on at the moment. Yeah, and like, I don't know, like it, it, in terms of those newer games, there are game trials for some of those, but I, I think that's a weird thing that Sony's done. I think you should put game trials on basically anything on PlayStation Plus, mm. not just the highest tier, because the people yeah. probably on the highest tier already own those games, if we're being honest. They're like the hardcore Sony people, so they don't need a trial for The Last of Us Part Two or whatever, because they most likely own it. Whereas someone kind of dipping their toes in, the people that we're saying that this is the best value for... They're probably not going to get the highest tier. They maybe get the the middle tier extras, and or you know even if you're on essentials, like and it, ooh, you can play The Last of Us Part Two, see how amazing it looks, and decide you want to buy it. Like that's only in Sony's favor. I don't know why they've like pay gated that so highly up the chain. But what do, yeah, what do you think? Strange. Well, and there's not many trials there. I thought there was going to be more. I thought it was going to be more like you can play almost any game for two hours. Um, as opposed to like six different ones and like things like cyberpunk are there which again is more the age that i thought would be in the whole catalog to play the whole game not a trial status so again maybe just because it's launched now and the content's not quite as it will be once it matures a little bit more um and then the other thing i noticed is there's games already listed as leaving so yeah not a surprise because we knew that would happen but a little bit shocking because one of them called shadow warrior is leaving on the 5th of July, which is only like two weeks like after now. this. Like <laughs> now. It's almost now. It's like six days from now. Which, yeah. yeah. There's two so in July, surprising. I think. And then already like some in October. It's like mostly like there's three variations on Red Dead content. It's like Undead Nightmare 2 yeah, three and something else. And the Red Dead? Game. Yeah. Yeah. So that leaves in October. That's actually an adv- a example of this doing it well in that it's telling us now that's gone in October. I hate that Game Pass only gives you like two weeks notice when something's leaving. And it doesn't even tell you the day. You just kind of have to assume it means end of the coming months. Um, so I think they've done that side of it much better. But a little surprising there's a game leaving within two weeks. Do you get a discount on purchases with PlayStation Plus? No. Like Game like Game Pass? You know what I'm trying to get mm. at? I don't know I don't if you do. So. Like that's, I can see strategies in this like leaving thing. Like with Xbox, they give you like a month, give or take. And the, I think the idea is... It's kind of like the game trials, but in a completely different way. So like, oh, you, you've been playing Red Dead Redemption 2. It's a 60-hour game, and you're 10 hours in, and you really, really like it. Either, you know, drop everything you're doing and dedicate all your time to finishing this game, or you can get it for like 10% off if you buy it now. Kind of like, yeah. which is, I don't know if that's well, a good thing. That's like a, a tactic, but like, I don't know. So is, so is the tr- game trials thing. They're all They're all marketing tactics in some way, so... And you're 20% off whatever you get. Normally, it's still like, or go buy it on disc at Amazon, and it's like 80% off. So, like, the the Game Pass discount is rubbish. I've never seen it be useful at all. I use it all the time in terms of, like, Dead by Daylight, because I don't actually own the base game of Dead by Daylight, but you get... And they're only, like, $10 add-ons each time they add, like, The Ring and stuff. But, like, you get a 10% discount, and it's like, well, I don't own the game, but I'll just keep buying all the DLC at a discount. Like, I don't know. I feel better about it. Which is probably stupid, but that's just mm. me. Uh, anything else about PlayStation Plus you wanted to talk about? No, that's it. Let's just see how it goes from here. Nice. Well, uh, from one publisher on to the next. A uh, couple days ago, by the time you hear this, probably uh, Nintendo had a third-party 
Nintendo Direct, which was focused on non-Nintendo published games. Mm. Uh, and I didn't stay up to watch it, and I didn't really get a lot about it out of it this no morning. Need. But yeah, what what do you what's what's the biggest story coming out of the third party direct from you? Well, there's no big stories, but there's some small stories. <laughs> um, yeah, well, pretty much. So Sony did this last month when they did a partner direct and or whatever they call their state of play. Uh, so we ha- we didn't have a, a Sony E3 slash June showcase for the first time in a while. We didn't have one from Nintendo, and we didn't get one from Ubisoft either. So we've had a pretty quiet month, but. Two of those three have done partner ones instead and kind of shown off other people's stuff on their platforms. Um, Nothing too exciting. I think the big news was Return of Monkey Island is launching on Switch and PC. So I think we thought it was only PC initially. I'm not sure if that's how you were reading it. Um, it, They did say console first, so presumably 2023 it will come to other platforms, but I think that's a pretty big get for Switch. Yeah, And it probably suits it better. It, it, I think playing it in the handheld form kind of makes a lot of sense. Um, so I'm pretty excited for that, assuming it runs well. The rest of the show was pretty much just, here's some old stuff coming to Switch. And some JRPGs. And how, some DLC. How many Pac-Man games will Bandai Namco re-release in the last three weeks? All, well, of, this one is, all of them. Or how, this whenever this comes out. <laughs> this one's repacked, not re-released. It's like a remake slash remaster of Pac-Man World. Hooray. They also There's a bunch of uh, old Mega Man games from the GBA coming to Switch. So that's what Capcom's doing. Um, Great. And then Portal 1 and 2 is actually pretty good. Like they're still, If you haven't played those games yet, play them. They're great. They're old as hell. But I suppose there are people younger than us who haven't played these. You could probably games. get them on PC or an Xbox or a PlayStation for probably like a fraction of the cost they're going to be put on Switch. So, you know, just consider that. You know what? I'll give this to them. It's 28 bucks Australian for both together, which I think is, is, you're right, it's probably more than it is on Steam or on Xbox or whatever. But it's, I think that's reasonable. Quite often these games launch and they're like 60 bucks. So yeah. uh, if you haven't played them, these are really good. And they're good co-op games as well. So again, yeah. where it might work well on Switch. Um, and that was actually probably one of the bigger announcements because I think people were joked about that because it's Valve and people are always like Valve's going to do this thing. I think that was one of the memes and it actually turned out to be like the only true thing that was leaked, fake leaked beforehand. Um, and then, <laughs> Half, Half-Life 3 only on Switch. Switch exclusive. That'd be great. Sorry, continue. You will never get a Portal 3 because Valve just do not do 3. They don't do, uh, yeah, they don't do new games. They just, come on. Anyway, well, they sort of yeah, they do, but they they have to be in VR. So that, And that's definitely not the Switch. That's it. Uh, some of the Persona games which were announced for Xbox a few weeks ago are coming to Switch. I couldn't tell you if they're exactly the same ones because yeah. there's like 10 versions of Persona 5. Atlas, I don't know which one it At- is. Atlas said so pretty much after the Xbox thing. So the, the one in October's, I think it's Persona 3. Uh, Persona but it's 3. a certain type of It's Persona, Persona 3, 3 name. Oh, it's yeah. portable. It's the, it's the old PSP, ver- PSP version. And then Persona 4 Golden, which is the one that was on Vita. And then Persona 5 Royal, which is the newest version of it. Yeah. So anyway, three comes out first, I think. One comes out in October, and then the other two come out after that. Um, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. I think on PC as well. I can't quite remember. So yeah, like news that we sort of already knew, but was like, like in this grand scheme of Summer Game Fest, just like regurgitated, because why not? We have nothing else to do. Hurrah. That's pretty much it. There was a few smaller things. Uh, Mario and Rabbids is coming this year, which I think we knew, but maybe didn't have a date. Um, and it was the first we'd heard from Ubisoft for ages because, as I said, they didn't have a conference and they normally would have in June. So 
we don't really know what else they're doing this year, but they're doing a Mario game. <laughs> they had a weird announcement. Um, and I, th- I think I can say this. No, I probably can't say this. Uh, they had a weird announcement with Assassin's Creed, which was basically just like, we'll have a new announcement later on. So like, that's right. That's cool. They don't know what they're doing. Um, and Do you know what that strikes me as? This week in delays, they don't know if their game's going to be delayed or not. So they don't want to announce it yet. True. And then they're also, at the time of us recording this overnight, they're doing like a deep dive into Mario and Rabbids. So like that's their only, they did two things for this kind of non-E3 time. Um, and again, like we've seen Mario and Rabbids, we have a release date, there's gameplay videos. Like I guess you can get up at two in the morning to watch more, but why would you in Australia? So hurrah. No. So that pretty much just leaves us wondering what else is Nintendo going to announce? They will do a direct before the end of the year. Uh, they have a bunch of basically JRPGs and Pokemon. Uh, coming this year, which seems like a bit of a gap. They normally have something else a bit more mainstream. Uh, the rumors keep being Metroid Prime 1 remastered slash remake. Um, so this rumor started four years ago that someone said, maybe it was three years ago, three or four years ago, someone said that the, the trilogy of Metroid Prime was fully remastered, ready to go on Switch. Um, Nintendo's just sitting on it because they want to wait until we're closer to Prime 4. And now that rumor has changed into just Prime 1, but it's got more work done to it. Um, don't know what to believe. It's a great game. It's the 20th anniversary of it this year, so I would love if it did come out. Uh, if they're going to sell us each game separately, Nintendo, these need to be proper remasters. Just a reminder, Nintendo's only ever done two HD remasters in its life, the two Zelda games on Wii U. Um, and then they gave us like the Mario games on Switch, but they were just emulations. Like that's There's no work done to those. Emulations and some control t- tweaks, basically. So... FYI, Nintendo, if you're going to sell us these games individually, you have to do work to them. It can't be the same thing up I like that there were two things that you were desperately hoping for, you personally, Ben, from, from this yeah. presentation. Even though Metroid Prime is definitely a first-party title, you're like, maybe, maybe, maybe they're going to announce it. And the other thing is, you made this giant stretch of, well, Rare's not Nintendo anymore. And, it's, <laughs> and this GoldenEye game is rumored for Xbox, but maybe it'll oh, get announced funny. at a nintendo thing and like i didn't think that. shut out man that... steve the achievements are right there where is this game people have unlocked them how can that not exist <laughs> maybe we could just beg someone to give you specifically access and then you'll just be happier i like i don't know it's gonna happen just keep up keep up that hope same for metroid prime just keep up that hope just just be horribly yeah. crushed week to week when it doesn't happen but eventually eventually maybe yeah these are the new Half-Life series, Goldeneye and Metroid Prime. Two games that exist that I could play right now. I've tried to play Prime on my Surface Book. Like there are, there's fan mod HD texture packs, but can't run it. Can only run it in SD. I own the original game, so perfectly legal. Um, so I may as well just play it on Wii because, like, I can only run it in SD on my computer anyway. So come on, Nintendo. <sighs> Good old Dol- Dolphin. Must be Dolphin. That's it allegedly is dolphin um anyway uh let's move on to kind of like the i think the biggest story in my mind because it's the the most wish-listed game on steam is called the day before um and it's by a, a development studio called fantastic but with like out vowels i don't know how to how to say that without just saying mm. fantastic they're not that fantastic well no because uh they've they've put on their website and you know taken to a youtube video to say that they're looking for volunteers uh, there are paid volunteers who are 
essentially the employees of the studio who get paid mm. for the work that they produce. Uh, and then there are unpaid volunteers who do localization, uh, moderation of various community channels, um, and will get paid, air quotes, with, like, certificates. It's like a participation medal if you went to, like, school carnival yeah. or something. Free labor, that's what that yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's dodgy. Um, what, what do you think about this appalling I'm, I'm putting words in your mouth what do you think about this horrible situation and these horrible people super dodgy uh the fact that they have purposely used the term volunteer to refer to their employees as well so they can just say everyone's a volunteer just some of you get paid and some of you don't um that seems like some type of tax slash fair work in their country dodge um Odd, and it's kind of like so. There are all these fan communities, right, that do translations and things of old games for free, and it seems like that's the type of people they're trying to tap into, and not cool at all, really. They do it for the fun of it, um, not to make you money on a game you haven't released yet. So, uh, very dodgy and pretty widespread in this whole industry, and that extends to the game uh, media landscape. Like, there's loads of places who absolutely should pay people and they choose not to because they kind of say but we love our volunteers and like what a great opportunity for you we'll give you a participation award um and in some situations that's totally fine and in some situations that's taking advantage so and in some situations people who don't pay writers are writing about devs who don't pay writers which to me is like makes my head explode but that's like that's another thing Mm. altogether um it's it's sad because like it's not just like a little small indie project as well it's not like you know something that maybe 10 people are interested in and like it'll sell like 20 copies it's like the most wish-listed game on steam it has huge interest around it therefore in my mind it will make huge profits or not huge you know what i mean like if if all of those people who have wish-listed it the most wish-listed game on steam buy it even if half the amount of people buy it like that developer's awash with money so they're just going to keep it or divide it between the paid volunteers? Like, that's dodgy. Yeah. Super dodgy. And yeah. sad. I can, kind of, I can kind of get if they're talking about, like, uh, forum admins or whatever they're called these days. Want to do some of that for free? Totally fine. That's part of your community. But doing things like localization, that's a big job and an important job. Like, if you can't afford to pay for that, you probably can't afford to release your game. So, um I would have thought they could budget for that pretty easily. And they're, it, it seems like they're just trying to take advantage and they're now backpedaling because they've got some bad press, which they never thought they'd get. Yeah. Well, it's, it's yeah. Modernization, moderniz- moderation is, it's, uh, yeah. Like if you run a forum, maybe. Like I can I can see the, the sort of leeway there. But, you know, like community manager, social media yeah. manager. Like that that's what those roles are. Th- those are paid roles at any other studio. Um, and, and localization, that's, that's not a volunteer job. That is an absolute you should get paid job. Um, so I guess in case you're deciding that you want to do these kind of things, yes, jump in and you know put your hand up and try to do these things for different companies, but do it at a company that will pay you for your time or you know like take you on at least as an intern and give you skills and connections to then be able to take that and put it into a paid role. Um, I guess you could sort of try to leverage this unpaid volunteer work to do that kind of thing, but that's just, you know, it's still dodgy. Like you should not worth it. Yeah. There's, there's conditions that should be put in place to protect you and not just let someone benefit off your effort. Ta-da. Have you sent me an invoice for all all your stuff lately? I'm going to have to double check. Um, Yeah. We'll do that. Okay. Cause I don't want to look like a hypocrite. Thank you. Mm. 
Mm. Well, I'm not a uh, unpaid volunteer. I don't think I didn't put that in my. I don't think well, wouldn't wouldn't be a resume. It'd be whatever you do if you're an unpaid volunteer. A certificate. That's true. Well, I'll send you a certificate and money. Please invoice me in case someone finds out that you haven't, and I'll look like a. I was going to say a swear word. A jerk. Um, moving on. Moving on, because I need those dollars to buy microtransactions in Halo the Master Chief Collection, apparently. What's going on? This game is eight years old. Don't it, change stuff like this. It's a weird thing that is kind of good and bad, but also, like, in comparison with Infinite, I don't know. Like, so, like, there's there's many schools of thought um, to try to catch you up. Uh, Master Chief Collection has had a whole bunch of seasons where they've done, like, I don't know, I'm making this up, uh, Samurai Season, or right. Look Like a Football Player Season. Um, and like with kind of season pass things where you can get cosmetics and do this and then the other. So, mm. um, the Spartan points, uh, concept, uh, it will likely be introduced, which kind of lets you go and buy things that you've missed. So it's, it's cosmetic only. There's no advantage to gameplay. Da, 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 da. So like good and bad, like, I don't know, like I, I'm not a cosmetic person that would go and buy all these things. But if people like no. missed out on three tiers of samurai season, they can now go and like purchase the things they've missed if that matters to them. So it's like it's so, it's not predatory in my mind, but it's still like gray area. I don't know. Does that even make sense to you? Do you have questions? It does. It just seems weird to add it to such an old paid game, but I kind of get that. Um how does it fit in with Infinite? So like that's obviously a free-to-play game, well, half free-to-play. Um, which you would expect to have microtransactions. So is it less than that? I don't know. Um, mm. I don't know if they've really detailed exactly what they want to do. The microtransactions in... Well, like, the microtransactions in most games are kind of predatory, but, like, yeah, not. I mean, they, I don't know. Their, their goal is get you, you don't to spend have money. To buy it. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. It's always and, you don't have to, but like they're a lot of them are targeting little kids who don't really get that. It's like we're talking more your Fortnite yeah. style games. And, and Mummy's is, credit card or something is yeah. attached, and you can just hit a button and get you know Samurai. Yeah. I keep going to Samurai, but that's the case. Um, same thing. It's 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 like Fall Guys. Fall Guys just went free to play. We should definitely play Ben. It's super fun. I've got my husband addicted to it. Um, like you don't have to spend money, but you could buy the season pass and like, oh, here's an outfit that looks like. Ezio Auditore de Firenze, like to spend like five bucks and you can get it. So it's that's what Infinite is. But the, I guess the right. problem with Infinite is that they came out just like today or yesterday saying, like, oh, you know, we haven't fixed the Malay bugs and we haven't fixed player collision. And, you know, you can hit someone and you just go straight through them because we're just doing other things. It's like, well, yeah, how much of the, that other things category is building cosmetic items to sell to people who just have. A lot of extra money to spend hmm i don't know. and like overwatch 2 is like say that this weird situation right now where like everything's kind of going free to play which sounds great but then like you get into the game and it's like oh just buy these 50 things and by the time you know you've clicked on three things and purchased them like you've basically spent the amount of money that you would have paid for the game i don't know i don't i don't like it but i don't think it's going to change anytime soon so that's fun. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of it's pretty dodgy uh, behavior, and Activision have been the king of it basically. So it'll be interesting to see if they do come under Microsoft if they change their direction at all. But then Microsoft is doing this now through Halo, so probably not would be my guess. 
Well, uh, we'll get network co-op soon, I think in August, if I recall off the top of my head. So that suits you and I well. We're in different cities, and maybe we'll smash out a legendary run of, of multiplayer, or single player, sorry. Um, multiplayer's weird in on the infinite front, because like I don't think, apart from like a new season, like nothing's really yeah. changed. We're not seeing new maps, we're not seeing a lot of new modes. Um, so what's going on here? Like this, this game feels pretty dead to me. Like it was meant to be the big um, kind of revival of Halo, and it was Xbox's big game at the end of last year. And now, like I had some fun with it, but it's like it hasn't had the staying power of like an Apex or a Fortnite or a COD or like it just kind of died away. That's because nothing. I, I jumped in last night just randomly, coincidentally, just because I had like twenty minutes spare and I didn't want to play Dead by Daylight or whatever. And I had a capture the flag game, and like it just was the same experience that i had when i was really into it in what november december last year yeah i don't care about extra cosmetics i have cat ears and i'm on fire like i have all i need from halo infinite on that front so yeah well, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty much maps right like that's normally what gets people back in it's something a bit new plays a little bit different but the same modes you know people are not going to go play 10 different modes they want to play the three or the, the one that they like so it's normally maps that get you back in and they just, they haven't really been into it. Like it's, it's not a priority or they can't get them out quick enough. Uh, and probably for free to play games, you need to be a little quicker because people are just jump between them. There's not as much commitment to one. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah, you haven't invested, especially if you haven't paid for any cosmetics. And that was the case with Overwatch 2 today. I, I, we, I have access to the beta. You could, if you want, Ben, um, and yeah. like I played Route 66 as Lucio, like there was one less player on each team, I guess, but like it just felt like Overwatch. And I was really into Overwatch as well, but like I kind of played it, played it, played it, played it, played it, had my fill. Move like, on eventually. Yeah. Exactly. Like, oh, okay, it's this is that game. Like when they do like the PvE stuff, like and we can join up and like, you know, go through a campaign or something. Yeah, cool. Great. But yeah, like you need you need a big hook, especially with everybody going to this free to play model. That said... Fall Guys is amazing. We need to play some okay. Fall Guys because it's really, really good. Like stupidly All right. stupid. So my takeaways are I will not bother with Halo. We will play Fall Guys and maybe I'll quickly try the Overwatch beta, but I pretty much know what to expect. And and don't buy Spartan points unless you really, really want no. to. Don't let us tell you what to do, but we suggest not to. Yes. <laughs> well, use your own money. Don't use your mom's credit card. Yeah, because absolutely. Ask your parents for permission before you do anything on their credit cards, uh, kids, who definitely yeah. don't listen to us anyway. But parents, tell your kids that for us. Perfect. Yeah. Wow. I think that's pretty much it for this week. We've uh, we've got through to the end of the game's news. Some games actually came out. Uh, I think there's some more potentially. Australia's out in the next few weeks. So we're, we're very slowly getting back to some stuff happening. And that means we can hopefully play some games and talk about them. Uh, once we've actually played them. Next Fortnite's basically just Fall Guys, I think. Maybe. Well, we can talk about that. That'd be weird. We'll see how we go. Uh, how do we find you on the internet, Mr. Salter? Uh, I am Ben underscore Salter on Twitter, where you can see pretty much me just saying, where is Goldeneye? Why haven't they announced Metro Prime Remastered? Uh, and that's it. That's I me. will just complain about most things on Twitter. I'm SWriteAU, so... Don't follow me. Uh, or just go to Survivor for a whole bunch of stuff. I put up a preview of Cult of the Lamb today, uh, which is an Aussie-made game, which is like part dungeon crawler, part uh, like base-building sim. I hate base-building sims. I get really anxious, like having to manage like 
happiness meters of things or like hunger meters or so like I thought I'd kind of hate that side I actually like it quite a bit so um, go check that out and that's it I think anything else from you then that's it we'll see you in two weeks